0: Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. You can be seated for just a moment. We're going to sing some more here in just a few minutes, but one thing that we always want to do in the Christmas season and as part of our Christmas services is read through the Christmas story, and I know sometimes it's easy to, uh, it's easy to see like, well, this is a story that I've heard over and over and over again, uh, but I want to read it. I like to kind of piece it all together, and so we're going to be in Matthew. We're also going to be in Luke, and then uh, once we read through the Christmas story, then I just have two quick thoughts That I want to share with you uh, this Christmas season and then we're going to sing some more and if you've been a part of our Christmas services in the past you know that we kind of we sing more than we normally do and I speak less than I normally do and so uh, it's a little bit in reverse today but I do have two thoughts after we read the story that I want to share with you that I think are going to be a blessing to you this Christmas season but we're going to start in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 it says this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through, the, through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth, Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him, in snugly, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. How many of you believe that this is still good news for us today? The angel showed up to the shepherds and said, Don't be afraid, I bring good news. And today, in our lives, this is still good news as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherds' story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod about that time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking where is the newborn king of the Jews we saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this as was everyone in Jerusalem he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked where is the Messiah supposed to be born in Bethlehem in Judea they said for this is what the prophet wrote and you O Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not least among the ruling cities of Judah for a ruler will come from you who will be The shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was, and when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I want to share two thoughts before I do that. I just want to encourage you this Christmas season um, that we not get so caught up in the gifts that we're giving to each other. That we forget about the gift that we are giving to our Savior. That we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so I would encourage you to even pray this Christmas season. God, what is it that you what is it that you desire from me? What is it that I that that I can give to you this Christmas season? What is it that you want to do inside of me this Christmas season? Two things, just really quickly and then we're going to sing some more. The first the first point is to choose worship over understanding. Choose worship over understanding. If you if you read back before the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2 and Luke chapter 1, You see that Mary finds out and she gets the announcement from the angel and she finds out, okay, I'm going to be pregnant and his name is going to be Jesus and Emmanuel, God is with us and all of these things. And she leaves and she goes to see Elizabeth and it's recorded, there's, you know, you know, she shows up and Elizabeth's pregnant with John the Baptist and the baby leaps in her womb and she's filled with the Holy Spirit when, you know, just even uh, Jesus has been conceived, you know, is on the inside of Mary and Mary just shows up in this In this atmosphere and they have a conversation and after this conversation there is a song that is recorded in the bible in luke chapter one that mary sang to the lord and this is what it says in luke chapter one starting in verse 46 it says mary responded oh how my soul praises the lord some translations say oh how my soul magnifies the lord how my spirit rejoices in god my savior For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children. I want to focus in on just the first part of what she said, because she sings this song. And at the very beginning of this, it's recorded that she says, And my soul praises, or my soul magnifies, or my soul worships the Lord. And I was thinking about this, the importance of choosing worship over understanding because when we see Mary go to vi- visit Elizabeth and she's gotten this news and you have to think in your mind, you have to wonder what she's thinking as she's making the trip. How can this be? How are we going to explain this? What like What is really going to happen? What is this going to be like? But when she gets to Elizabeth, we don't see any conversation recorded about them trying to understand what God is doing. When she gets there and... And she's encouraged by Elizabeth, and they're encouraging each other. Then she breaks out into this passage, into this song that says, In my soul, in light of everything that I have just heard, in light of everything that God has said is going to happen that I don't get and I don't understand, and I don't really even know how it's possible, in light of all of that, my soul praises the Lord. My soul praises the Lord. Mary's peace didn't rest in what other people thought. Listen, it didn't rest in the outward appearance of what it looked like to other people, what God was doing in her life. That God was trying to bring the Savior of the world into the world through her, and you know it had to look crazy. You know it had to look crazy. You know people were talking. You know people were wondering. You know people were whispering behind the scenes. You know that all of this stuff was going on, but she wasn't finding her peace in what other people were thinking. She was finding her peace in the Savior that was on the inside of her and the word that she had gotten from God. And so she could choose to worship instead of having to understand everything. And I was thinking, what if we followed her example or the other you know, characters from the Christmas story where we see where Mary's response to everything was to worship And we see that the shepherd's response was glorifying and praising God. They get the news and they're glorifying and praising God. We see the wise men, as we call them, found Jesus and they bowed down and they worshiped him and they offered their gifts to him. That every Everything that we see surrounding the Christmas story, these people that were looking after Jesus, they were going to find this thing that had happened. They were going to find the Savior that they had been waiting on for years and years and years and years. And their response to the news, their response to you know Mary's response, the shepherd's response, the wise men's response was all worship. It was this picture of my soul magnifies the Lord. And so we need to choose to worship Him with our lives instead of always having to To understand everything and then in light of that Here's the second thing that I want to mention for just a moment is that your mess can become a message And I want to hit on this for a moment because this is a cliche saying that we've heard many times But but I don't I think sometimes we hear things so often that we miss what God is trying to do in the statement Your mess can become a message Jesus chose to come into a mess God knew that the world was a mess when Jesus came And he said, the timing is right, it's perfect, this is exactly the time that I've set aside for this, and now the time is right. And God knew everything that was going on in the world. He knew everything that was messy in the world. He knew that the stable was messy, but it was a choice. He knew, you know, Jesus, it's recorded, Paul even tells us that Jesus humbled himself, took on the position of a servant left glory in heaven and came to earth to live a perfect life so that he could take our place and we could be forgiven and we could have right relationship with our heavenly father and all of these things that come with that and the birth of jesus was perfect because it was the son of god coming into the world but the circumstances weren't perfect and we you know i've heard other other pastors talk about this as well but We have our nativity scenes and we have our, you know, everything's perfect and the hay is just right. And, you know, some of us, we have snow out on the ground and, you know, all of these things that we look at. But the circumstances of Jesus' birth weren't, weren't ideal. And I was just jotting some down. Facing other people's judgment because you're pregnant and not married, not ideal. It doesn't seem like a perfect situation having to travel a long distance at the end of your pregnancy. Come on ladies, that doesn't seem ideal. I mean, you're about to have this baby and you've got to make this long journey and come on, it wasn't get in the van and let's go or get in the Tahoe and let's go or get you know, it was like get on the donkey and let's go. It's it's not ideal. Not finding any room to be able to stay in. Not a perfect situation. Having to clean up... You ever thought about this? Having to clean up the stable to be able to have a baby there? The circumstances didn't seem perfect. But the God in the circumstances was perfect. The birth of Jesus was perfect. No matter what the situation and the circumstances around looked like... And let's, you ever thought about this? The mess... That Jesus was born, it was a perfect birth, and the situation and the circumstance was messy. And out of the mess came a message that we are talking about over 2,000 years later, celebrating, gathering together, writing songs about, remembering what Je- the arrival of Jesus. And it wasn't because the circumstances were perfect in that moment. It was because what God was doing was perfect in that moment. And I just feel like somebody needs to know this Christmas season that whatever mess you have going on in your life and you look at your life right now and you think, wow, it seems messy. It doesn't seem perfect. This is not what I thought it would look like. That God can take your mess and turn it into a message if you'll give it to Him and say, I know this isn't what I saw for me, but I'm surrendering to you. And I believe that this may not be perfect, but you are perfect in this situation. You are perfect in this circumstance. And my mess can become a message if I will surrender it to Jesus. Come on, do you believe that? Will you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. We're going to sing a few more songs and have candlelight in just a moment. It's going to be a beautiful moment as we continue to celebrate the birth of Jesus. But I want to pray for those of you that are here today. And and you would say, you know what? It looks like it's messy right now. It looks like my life is messy. But I want God to give me a message out of the messy thing in my life. I want to choose to worship today even though it doesn't make sense. Even though I don't, you know, even though the circumstances don't look right, I want to choose to worship. So Lord, we thank you today for every person here under the sound of my voice, those that are even watching online right now. I just thank you that you are the God that can take the messy things and give us a message. Lord, that when we take our eyes maybe off of our circumstance or off of what we thought things would be, but they're not that way, and we turn our eyes to you, then you can take that mess and your word says that you work all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose and so we just ask for you to give us a testimony give us a message give us a story out of the thing that maybe we're even walking through right now lord help us this christmas season and every season to celebrate you and to worship you to not always have to get it but lord to just trust your word to trust who you say you are, to trust what you're doing in our lives, and to choose to worship you in this season and in every season. And again, we can't say thank you enough, Heavenly Father, for sending your son Jesus. And today we celebrate his birth. We celebrate his arrival. We celebrate what that represents. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.